Hi, this is Jonathan Tiersten from The Perfect House and Sleepaway Camp, and you are listening to The Real Nerds Podcast. Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast of Denver Comic Con 2014 and beyond. I am Ryan, your most excellent host on this journey through movie stuff, fields of pleasure. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> movie fields of pleasure. Space? Movie space? I have two gentlemen sitting in front of me. Introduce yourselves to these fine folks listening, guys. James. I'm Brad. How's everything going, guys? Good. 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 James, I haven't seen you in a while. Yeah, I was out of town last week. Um, you were, went to Estes Park. Yeah, Estes yeah. yeah. So I awesome. had like so we're in my parents' house right now, and there were eight m- more people living in this house, like that living room upstairs. There were like five children, and my parents built it like a like a weird European hostel. Um, it was crazy. So but, now you know how Kate Goslin feels. Is she still relevant? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Every week we go see a new movie and we podcast our experience with the world. This week we actually lied to our guests last, our listeners last week. We still saw bad words because James wanted to get all biblical. Me and Brad wanted to see people get wasted, I violently, okay. and, and so we found a happy medium. So we found a happy medium. Yeah. We saw bad words. <laughs> so we did neither of those. So we did neither of them. Yeah. Um, no, it was it was two things. Yes, I am way more interested than Noah than 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 sabotage. But it was also like. I'm kind of spoiled, and the idea of not going to the Alamo so that I could see Sabotage, I don't know, didn't feel like the, the, the right trade. So instead, we went to Greenwood Village with a really annoying audience. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we didn't get, none, none of us got what we wanted. Nope. Well, how, we did get free popcorn, though. That's so great about the yeah. Greenwood Village. And their popcorn's pop- not bad. No, I popcorn's Unlimited pretty good. popcorn, yeah. too. Well, yeah, does it really matter? Because I can't, once I eat a whole bag of popcorn, I'm just like, oh, my God, I feel like I garbage. I'm a jerk. I should have brought some home to my wife. Oh, you're right. on the way out. Oh, uh, you're, you're the worst. Husband. Oh, know, my gosh. She should divorce you right now. She probably will. Yeah. Don't worry. That's happening. <laughs> um, we also talk about movies that are coming out. Movie news, comic books. I have a comic book, James, if you don't. Uh, no, I got one. But if you want to go, who yeah, cares? Yeah, I'm going. All right, fine. You go. I'll go next James. I don't care. Um, we can both go. I mean, we both can recommend comics. It's fine. Mm, no. No? No. Oh, wow. James. No, honest, honestly, it's because I haven't read in so long that if I have a good one, to, or if I have one to talk about, I don't want to waste it on a week. Like, I'll save it till next week. Okay, sure. I can do one. Okay. I'll do it hard. There's Whoa. a comic that came out a day ago. Oh, yeah? Um, what else do we do? Uh, movie news and Said that. DVDs. And Box office numbers, stats, and movie news, news and uh, fan mail. Fan mail, and then eventually we remove we review the movie that we're talking about yeah. this week. I don't think we have fan mail this week. Nobody likes us. Nah, nobody ever does. Ran into that guy Aiden at the at the movie theater. Yeah, he cool. he recognized us. Yeah, good for him. By our sweet voices, He's or, like, or or the fact that we're all wearing the same we shirt. We are wearing the same shirt. We're yeah. so handsome. Yeah. Brad, I didn't want to say this, but you're looking good today. You make me uncomfortable. I like that. Like four-day growth you have. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, you know... He's talking about the tumor, not your facial hair. Yeah. Right. Please. Please acknowledge it more. And then, I, <laughs> then right now, like, I'm rubbing his face, and it just feels so good. <laughs> oh, oh, gosh. Oh, that feels so nice. Oh, it's beautiful. It sounds horrible, though. Now touch my boner. 
Whoa. Oh, wow. It's whoa. so pointy. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh. <laughs> extended too far. <laughs> ah, pinched my horrible. hand. <laughs> Wait, why? Does it bite? Oh, no, because no, it, it, it's it, starting it, to cut off the circulation of my hand like a snake. No, because it, it grew so big that it pinned it against the, the, the table. Tabletop, yeah. okay. And we are in our explicit. That wasn't even explicit. I bet I could say that on national TV. I bet I could say that on primetime. There are no standards think- anymore. Did you see that kid at this rated R movie tonight? <laughs> no, I didn't. Was there like a really young one? Yeah, he's yeah. like eight. Oh, gosh. Nine. Oh, man, it's child abuse. Watching Jason Bateman. Of course, it's a movie about like Jason Bateman like teaching a, teaching a little kid the horrible things. Yeah. Oh, horrible. Ah, the thing. Anyway, we'll talk about it later. And man, if I could be the studio that released this movie last week, I'll tell you how much money this movie made in box office stats. This is the box office stats. Is it Lionsgate? It is Lionsgate. <laughs> Divergent made fifty-six million. Yeah, that's a lot of money. That's a yeah. lot of moolah. Yeah. What did we see last week? Uh, Muppets Most Wanted. <laughs> Muppets Most <laughs> yeah. Wanted. That made sixteen million. Yeah, we were the only ones who saw it. You didn't even see it with us. Did you see it? No, I did see it. You did? Yeah, well, I'll, we'll talk about it later. Cool. But I liked Muppets, and it actually opened with the same amount of money as the other Muppets. Really? Yeah. Interesting. So right. I'm sure it'll end about the same. And you know, it, it's the same thing we talked about back when we saw the Muppets. Is like I I don't know that that movie is ever gonna. They even say it in the movie. Like I don't know that that movie is ever gonna really draw a crowd. The way that like a, a modern kids movie it does. Won't. Yeah, it's, it's just like a forty-year-old property, and then there's yeah. this fresh, new, divergent crap. I'm sorry. Wait, <laughs> young adult, young adult crap. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, you know, it's as long as it's doing well enough, as long as they didn't like lose money on it, and it doesn't become like a pariah, then it I'm won't. fine with it. It's interesting because Disney's had the property for ten years, and they didn't release something until 2011. Yeah. So, Jason Siegel. Trying, trying to get it going. But, yeah, that's the box office numbers. If you're like, hey, where do these guys get these box office numbers? I uh, have a direct link to The Hollywood Reporter, and they call me every Sunday night. with. <laughs> I was kidding. Go to boxofficemojo.com. It's probably better than Brad, Hollywood you don't Reporter. think I'm funny today. It looks like you're just tired of being here. Just tired of being on the podcast. I'm sick of your face. I'm sick of your <laughs> voice. I'm sick uh, of both of you. I'm sick of this mic. I'm sick of this table. I'm sick of Ender's Game. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if is is the no you can't hear, you no? can't you can't really hear Ender's Game in the background. Ah, oh, bummer. Because that'd be cool. We'd have like this really dramatic music <laughs> yeah. going. And da, 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 da. We should Who always pull the shows with a dramatic music background. We used to do that. Nebulous Visions. Oh yeah, Nebulous Visions. Yeah, Nebcast used to be. Technically, can't do that. You can't. Yes, we'll get in trouble. We're too big now. We're like bigger than Jesus. Whoa now! Hey, what movies are coming out next week on Blu-ray? DVD releases and Blu-rays. Actually, I wasn't going to talk about this, but because of the the um, the segue, the Jesus film hits Blu-ray this week. The Jesus film. Yeah, it's this like organization that uh, they made a, a movie called the Jesus film, and then they they retranslated it in every like region that they move it to. Anyway, so there's a Blu-ray of it. I don't know what region the Blu-ray is though, which is an interesting. Anyway, uh, the uh, the number one thing coming out this week is the Pirate Fairy. Which is a Disney movie. Um, uh, I think, you, I with, think that came out uh, last week, actually. Tinkerbell, with Tom Hiddleston. I'm pretty sure I saw that in the stores this week. Hmm. Interesting. Sure, not on last week, because Anchorman no, 2 know. should be the number one movie, I think. Uh, it's the number two hmm. movie. So, anyway, so maybe if Pirate Fairy was last week and Digital Bits is wrong, but 
that's what was on there. Anchorman 2, Legend Continues. Yeah, I'm um, getting that one. That'll be in my mailbox on Tuesday, along with Still Panther's new CD, All You Can Eat. Three versions <laughs> on it, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the supersized R-rated version with 763 new jokes. Me and Brad saw that one. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. It was good. That's what you said. Uh, 47 Ronin comes out this week, so if you wanted to see that. <laughs> Keep that, that movie costs like $250 million. I can believe it. There was all kinds of crazy shit in there. I bet Keanu Reeves like gets a sick check every time he makes a movie. I don't know why. I just bet he does. I was reading a thing in Entertainment Weekly, and they're talking about points, because some it's <clears throat> actor just got points for something. Really? That because, who was it? He was in a movie that was small and he got, ah, whatever, who cares? The point is they talked about people got the most. Jack Nicholson was the most for Batman because he got part of the merchandise right. and the box office. And they mentioned Keanu Reeves made something like $79 million off the Matrix because yeah. he got 15% of profits or something like that. Yep. Yeah, because he didn't get much money on that movie because nobody thought it was going to do much at all. And then uh, next thing you know, it blows up. And yep. Yep. Uh, first season of Broadchurch, which is a British show, comes out this week. Uh, the Knights of Badastum comes out on. I'm only seeing a DVD here, but I gotta assume there's a Blu-ray as well. Yeah, I think it's further down the list. I oh yeah, know. it is. Yeah, yeah. On Amazon, there is a Blu-ray available. But and Brad, would you um, recommend people buying that one? I I don't know about buying it, but um, Redbox it. Yeah, like I I'd watch it and decide if you like it or not because it's, it's not for everybody. Do you think? Mm-hmm. Um, It'd be more enjoyable if you didn't see it. Or is the Oriental pretty good? I guess you said it was pretty nice that day because sometimes the sound in the Oriental is really hard to hear movies. Uh, they actually, like, the sound was good. They switched up the speakers uh, somehow. Um, so the sound was good. The audience was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, is it a movie you think you have to see with somebody? It'd be more fun to watch with people? Yeah, I think it's more fun to watch with people. Because um, I don't. The fun part of it is the humor of making fun of LARPers. Mm hmm. It's the horror aspect of the succubus killing everybody that's, like, not impressive. Hmm. So, um... I remember when we were at uh, Starfest, we got asked to participate in LARPing. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We were walking by. Yeah, that training section. Yeah. (laughs) We were saying, I don't know how to do this. (laughs) And and it was just not... Yeah, it was weird. Yeah. It seems like it's easy to do. It does, but I don't know the rule. Was it it Starfest or was it... uh, Or was it Mile High Con? I'm pretty sure it was Starfest, wasn't it? It was at... The listeners don't care. (laughs) (laughs) They they do care. They care about everything I say, Brad. Um, But yeah, I... I might get it at some point. I don't know if I'll get it. It, You know, it's 24 bucks right out of the gate. Yeah. Yeah, I gotcha. Uh, And very last thing is a Blu-ray release of Rooster Cogburn, which is that movie that I saw a couple weeks ago. Starring Peter Griffin? No, no, no. Oh, John Wayne, that's right. John Wayne. <laughs> uh, but that's yeah, a family it's a guy joke from 10 years ago. Anybody? <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one. People should check it out. So, And that's the week. Awesome. This is a stuff we've been watching this week. So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. I'm just changing it all up. I, want you, I don't want you guys to get comfortable. I know. I was comfortable. Even though I wasn't here last week. I know. Now i got to think about what I watched. Uh, then you can go last, Brad. Maybe we'll spark your interest in what you saw. That's me. I was coming up last. One week you <laughs> should like really throw us for a loop and like do what you've been watching and then go into news. <laughs> and then have do what I've been watching and then go into something else. That would be confusing. Uh, that would be really confusing. I might do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I'm feeling very... It'd be a pain in the ass villainy. to edit. Um... This week, I 
I watched two more of the Scream Factory stuff. Slumber Party, Slumber Party Massacre came out, and I remember watching it as a kid. And it, okay, for it's a, only a seventy-five minute long movie, so it it's hardly a movie. Yeah, it's, it's almost a by, short film. It goes by pretty fast. Um, it literally is about <laughs> these girls that have a slumber party, and they get stalked by a killer with a really long drill, um, like Uncle Buck. Yes, but longer. Okay, and. Uh, it's it's funny. It starts off with the girls in high school. They're like part of the basketball team, but you, they're those girls that in the early '80s slasher movies where they say they're in high school, but they definitely look like they're in their twenties. Yeah. Um, and uh, and there's this not joking about three minute long shower scene where they're just rubbing each other with like soap and <laughs> stuff. And it's it a like beautiful a, like a high school shower. Is it like a bathtub? No, it's a house? high school shower. They're all okay. There all right. and there's even lines saying, "Oh, Kelly, your boobs have gotten so big." No. I'm sorry, James. I got to order this. <laughs> <laughs> you should. Um, I think it's a. Actually, I got it at Trademark because it's only fourteen ninety nine at Trademark. It's five dollars cheaper than Amazon. They wow. must, I think Trademark has some sort of deal with the Scream Factory stuff because they always have a lot, and it's usually about two or three dollars cheaper than anywhere else. Um, so that one's a fun one, and they, you know, they have a commentary and a making of, and the Blu-ray looks really good because the they have a special feature on there that was on some it had to been on some DVD. And they're showing like clips from the movie on this standard definition, and it was really bad. But the Blu-ray cleaned it up nicely. It looks really good. Hmm. So it's fun to watch. Um, if you like cheesy 80s slasher movies, and you'll like it. I mean, there's some dorky things in it, but that's why we like them, if you like 80s slashers. Um, and this other one I watched was uh, Body Bags. It's a John Carpenter movie that he actually made for Showtime, hmm. which they were trying to capitalize on the Tales from the Crypt um, phenomenon that was going on on hbo so it's like an anthology it's an anthology and they were thinking about making it a series um and, and it's fun there's three stories the first one's called um gas station and it's directed by carpenter and it's a serial killer stalking a girl who's on a secluded gas station what makes this one really cool is it has directors like wes craven toby hooper and sam raimi in it uh sam raimi plays employee of the month and uh, he's his only scene is he's dead um, but it's kind of fun to see Wes Craven it, and all those guys in the movie. But it's not directed. It's all directed by John Carpenter. No, but those guys are just in the movies. Uh, yeah, John yeah. Carpenter directs the first two, and then Toby Hooper dra- directs the last one. Um, oh, okay. The, so that one's just your basic kind of slasher affair. Cool. Um, of course, John Carpenter knows how to direct that, so it's kind of you know interesting, and it's really slow moving um, until the about the maybe last ten minutes of it. Uh, the second one's called Hair, and it's starring Stacy Keach, um, and he. Uh, He's a guy who's concerned about going bald, so he invests. He goes to like a Bosley Hairs Club for Men or whatever it's called, yeah. And he gets new hair, and he gets the stallion, and he wakes up, and his hair is really long, and he's it's really like corny and funny, and it's directed by Carpenter as well. Um, I won't spoil it what it really is. Oh um, man! But uh, I guess I could. It's like I think the movie was made in like eighty nine. <laughs> um, and then the last one is actually I think the best one. Um, it's directed by Toby Hooper. It stars Mark Hamill as a minor league baseball player. Wow. And he's having a great year, and he uh, he's about to get called up to the major league. And on his way home, he gets in a car accident, and he gets a piece of glass stuck in his eye, so he loses his eye, so he can't play baseball. Um, his doctor says, I have a friend who has a controversial procedure where they implant a new eye in you. And this eye um, gets implanted in him, and it's from a, a serial, like a killer. Yeah. And so Mark Hamill starts having 
hallucinations about being the killer and then the killer starts taking over his body and Mark Hamill's really good in this. And it, it's really weird because even the first one by Carpenter, even though it's a slasher, there's still some kind of like goofy things in it. You know, you can't take it too yeah. seriously. The second one's just odd and this one's super dark and it's Mark Hamill that he has this great uh, scene where he's reciting passages from the Bible as Mark Hamill and as a serial killer. And so he's switching characters like mid sentence and th- it's really good. That's cool. Um, sounds like the first, uh, uh, part of VHS two where that guy goes, yeah. get, gets his it, eyes replaced. Yeah. You know what it, it is, you know, it's kind of that way. Cause he, th- that one, he sees the ghost, correct? Yeah. Yeah. This one is, uh, it's a little more, uh, psychological and uh, obviously more well done because I, Toby Hooper is a better director. Um, Isn't there also a Jessica Alba movie there called is. The Eye? There is. It's like the exact same plot? Probably. Yeah. Um, I, though I don't think she turns in, I don't think she goes crazy and turns into a serial killer. I think she like sees ghosts or some shit. But it's it's kind of an unsettling little short too because Mark Hamill attacks his wife in it and it's it's really, it's a departure for him. And I, if you want to see body bags, I'd definitely see it for that. Uh, John Carpenter plays this dead guy in a morgue who is your host, like the Crypt Keeper, but he's not as good. Yeah. And he's having fun with it, and you can tell he's having fun, but he's just not quite an actor. Yeah. Um, but it's all right. Um, and the last things I watched, I finished my Jason Statham um, uh, marathon, I guess. I don't know what you'd call it. Yeah. Um, so this week I rewatched The Mechanic, okay. um, which I actually enjoyed a lot more from the first time I saw it. It's a little darker than some of the stuff he does. Um, of course, he still plays like the... <laughs> the anti-hero hitman uh, ben foster is great in it donald sutherland is great in it um and it's it's cool uh there's some things have you got you guys have all seen that mechanic right nope. no uh then i won't spoil it but there's parts in it where there's something revealed and you know jason statham's figured it out but then about 10 minutes later it's they added a scene where it's just in case the audience didn't get it that uh, oh here's a little hint just in case really drive it home even if you don't know that jason statham totally sold it by his looks and just it's just over i hate stuff like that um because it's really distracting to me i don't want to say i'm the smartest movie goer but i don't think you have to be a smart movie goer to re- see what happened and realize that you know jason statham's characters figured this out would you say that they were they were underestimating jason statham's ability to act in a way that, I, I, yeah <laughs> that's which, what it sounds like which is, is really like, odd because as i've gone through his movies the movies where he's not playing i need to know if you went why that guy <laughs> um he's actually not a bad actor and no. he, um and it goes me to the second one andrew from uh colorado coins cars and comics let me borrow this movie called london and it stars chris evans <laughs> jessica beale and jason statham which is a re- reuniting them from cellular um they're all in <laughs> cellular um and in it chris evans plays a guy who lost Jessica Bill, who's named London, and Chris Evan has has a really bad drug problem, and Jason Statham deals him drugs, and they go to this party, and they like ninety percent of this movie takes place in this bathroom, where Jason Statham and Chris Evans just have these monologues talking about where they messed up in their lives, and it's actually better than I thought it would be, because hmm. um, it's a chance to see Jason Statham act and see Chris Evans act. But my big problem with those kind of movies is it's these you know mid twenty guys. And it's so cool to do drugs kind of movie. You know what I yeah. mean? It's um, those independent mid 2000 movies where it's really cool to do drugs and um, everything is so heartbreaking. And it's, I don't know, it's a definitely certain tone to it. But there's 
some famous people in it. Dane Cook is in it. Um, Whoa. Isla Fisher, I think that's her name, um, yeah. from Wedding Crashers. And Now You See Me, the $100 million grossing Now yeah. You See Me. Yeah, yeah, um, Soon to be sequelized, you know. Exactly. Uh, and it's just, you know, it's an independent movie. It's fun. It's cool to see Jason Statham uh, be kind of go against character, as act as like a wreck, um, because, I don't know, it's fun. Um, is is way is one of the movies I was dreaded was dreading to watch, really? but it actually turned out better than I thought it would be. Um, so By that, comparison to, uh, well, I'll get I'll get to the one that I'm going to talk about the longest. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Do you think they call Nice Me Too Nice Me T O O? They should. They should. <laughs> they really oh. should. Um, that's funny. I don't know. Uh, what was that? The was that? Uh, yeah. So then the third one would be called Now You See Me Now. <laughs> Like yeah, look like who's talking. talking now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'd be funny too. Yeah. Um I also watched Nomeo and Juliet. What the fuck? Is uh, he in that? He plays Tybalt in it. Uh, oh no. No, it's now you see me three D. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's that has to yeah. be the next one. Um and actually it's not a bad movie. It's kinda cute. Um have you seen it? No, I just uh, Yeah, you can uh, there is a part of you that dreads it. Um, yeah. But, but it's not that I took bad. a chance. Amazon, the 3D, like, deluxe Blu-ray set was $7. I'm like, fuck it, who cares? Yeah. Um, I ordered it, and actually I had kind of fun watching it. It's a cute movie. Um, James McAvoy plays Nomeo. Um, Juliet's <laughs> played by Emily Blunt. Um, and I, like I said, Statham plays Tybalt. And it's weird because it has Jason Statham's voice, but Tybalt in it is a big fat gnome. So it's it's weird disassociating the two because yeah. Jason Statham's such a martial arts guy. Right. Um, Ozzy Osbourne plays a deer in it. Um, Elton John has a part in it. Uh, he's, he produced it under his Rocket Pictures. Weird. And he developed he developed this movie for something like seven years. I watched the special features, and he took it to Disney, and Disney said um, no. <laughs> um, but Disney ended up picking it up under Touchstone, anyways, huh. and he went and produced it by himself. Uh, and he has two like the original he, songs. Elton yeah. John was so in love with the idea of Romeo and Juliet, but they're yard gnomes. Yeah, because I guess in England, yard gnomes is a big thing. I don't know. And that's what he said. He said that in England, gnomes are a big thing. And so Disney's like, oh, I don't know if that will connect with an American audience. And they said, well, but we'll give you the, not a Disney budget, we'll give you a to- touchstone budget to make it. And yeah. it's kind of fun. Elton John is in like all the special features. He's talking about how much he loves he loved this story and he really developed it. And um, so you can see that's a passion for him and it does has it, his music and stuff. It's does great. it end like Romeo and Juliet? No. Okay. Tybalt dies. Well, yeah, but, but who gives a the, shit about Tybalt? Well, he dies and then at the end he's all glued back together. And oh, dancing. oh, see, there see? you go. That's an easy way to get around. Yeah. Because yeah. it, it got pretty heavy at one point where, yeah. uh, you know. If you know the story of Romeo and Juliet, Marcuccio and stuff, and Tybalt. Do they, uh, in this one, is there like a sex scene? No. Do you see a little nip? Like in, no. the, like in the old one? No, I'm okay. sorry. Sorry to disappoint. No, I was just saying, like, the, you know. Gnome nip for you. Oh, <laughs> 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 well, we're the worst. But it, it's a it's a cute story. I mean, it's... Yeah. I mean, if you're... If you have kids over or something, put it in, they'll love it. Yeah, see, that that sort of changes my point of view on it, because I, I saw it and thought, like, oh, my gosh, this is... Yeah. You clearly put no thought into this at all. Like, oh, somebody yeah, yeah, said, Nomeo yeah, yeah. and Juliet, and that was the entire thought process behind the movie. That's what it felt like. Well, yeah, so. it's... Yeah, you're right. And, I mean, they even have how Romeo... Uh, Romeo, Nomeo and... 
Tybalt become rivals as they have lawnmower races. And it's like, just, okay. yeah, it's just All cute. Right. And then, you know, when everything goes to hell because they think Romeo, Nomeo dies, um, yeah. they purchase, I forget the name, it's like the Terminator 3000 lawnmower, and the voice on the commercial is Hulk Hogan. He's like, you need this, brother. <laughs> it's fun. I mean, there's lots of worse movies out there. Yeah. Like, the next movie I watch is called In the Name of the King, yes! a Dungeon scene, a dungeon Siege Tale. Yeah. Um, it's first of all... Um, I don't know. It's so a, it's a movie based on a video game where the main character doesn't have a name. His name's Farmer in the movie. His name is Farmer. Yeah, because you can't give the character a name. And there's parts where um, Claire Florani, Florani, what the fuck? Oh, Claire Florani's in the movie. Oh yeah. man, there's where, movies where characters have names like that, like Driver. Yeah, drive. that's that's fine. Yeah, but yeah, the counselor. But that's cool. But does uh, does the farmer's wife say Farmer? Right. Like they, but, it's real obvious and then, that the farmer's name is Farmer. But here, here's the thing that I don't get about he's this movie. And he's farmer. a farmer. Yeah, he's, he's a farmer. <laughs> yeah. And his name but, is his job. But yeah, his name used to, did you, have you seen it? Yeah. Oh, I saw it in theaters. Oh, geez. You're one of those seven. So, but. The, I was with the other six people. Yeah, Claire Florani tells a story about how her husband, Farmer, <laughs> to her son named Son of Farmer. Son of Farmer. Um, <laughs> little Farmer. <laughs> farmer no, Jr. No, little Farmer, L-I-L, apostrophe Farmer. Farmer. Um, how he, that wasn't always his name. He came from this place, and his name used to be this. And now that he farms land, his name's now Farmer. <laughs> this is not an exaggeration. <laughs> and here's the other Maybe thing. Maybe so, protection program. So Jason Statham Basically. has an English accent, correct? Yeah. Claire Ferlani is from... England. <laughs> In this movie, she has an American accent. Her son, who's a horrible actor, has an American accent. Burt Reynolds is in it as the king. He he talks normal. And it's later revealed that Burt Reynolds is Farmer's real dad. So he doesn't have an accent. And then you have like Jonathan Reese Myers, Davies, oh, yeah. right? Myers yeah, Jonathan Davies. Reese, uh, Davies. Yeah. Davies is in it and he's not helping Indiana Jones so it's not great um, <laughs> and Ray Liotta's in it and oh yeah yeah there's real real actors in this movie yep and Ray Liotta is some conjurer of oh yeah that's right evil that, that, oh. demon horse yeah he's guy. got like that weird room of mirrors or whatever bullshit yeah so there's seriously scenes of Ray Liotta and you can tell he's acting with a green screen yeah because he's nowhere near to be found, and he says, "I wouldn't say call stuff. it acting either. He's not trying." No, because he, he's saying, "Because I'd say Ray Liotta's a pretty good actor." Yeah, and in this movie, he said, "You'll pay for that, farmer." Yeah, yeah, it is so horrible. I can't even tell you. And here's the thing: is Jason Statham does a lot of his own stunts, and he actually has this incredible stunt in this movie where a horse is running at him, and he grabs like the the reins of the horse and slides on it while he's fighting mm-hmm. and you can see it's jason statham but the way yui bull directs it it's not exciting yeah it's like oh here's a camera and i'm gonna kind of keep it far away so you can tell it's statham but i'm not gonna make you feel like he's really trying it's he's a horrible director he can't direct action nope it's lord of the rings but the orcs are replaced by things called krugs yep and they have horrible masks on yep that don't even look like they're articulate at all. And then there's one part, the final battle uh, is taking place during the day where Jason Statham and three other characters are. And then where the huge battle is taking place, it's night. 
And then there's Amazonian women who swing from vines. Oh! Led by Kristen Loken. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then Jason Statham confronts Ray Liotta at the end, and Ray Liotta is able to pin Jason Statham down with books. Yep. <laughs> Talk to me about Burt Reynolds' and, helmet. Uh, yeah. And then Lily Sabuski, Sabowski, Sabuski, what the fuck her name is. You butcher like every actor's name in this description. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so I can't remember him because I'm so disappointed in everybody. Um, she is bad, and then she finds out that her father was killed by Ray Liotta's douchebag character. Then she's. A mage. I don't fucking know what's happening in this movie. It's horrible. <laughs> what did I say? Great. Was Jason Statham's movie worst movie? Do you remember? Um, I can't remember. But this one's the worst movie he's ever done. Yeah, totally is. It totally. Oh, and is. Ron Perlman's in it. Did you want it to be good? No, I knew it wasn't going to be good. But you have this weird because th- you see Ron Perlman, Jason Statham. Uh, you just can't believe it's this bad. Yeah, because like the costumes. The reason I keep going back to Burt Reynolds' ho- helmet is because the costumes all feel like well, they are all clearly stolen from the sets of other movies. I don't even mean like borrowed, like that movie was done. I mean like they they like pillaged that that studio. They found like the Braveheart <laughs> bat plot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but only the stuff for the extras, not actually any of the, like, hero costumes. So they've got Burt Reynolds in his helmet that clearly doesn't even fit his head. So, like, the eye holes are up on his forehead, and, like, it closes. And then his chin's coming at the bottom. Like, it just, he looks ridiculous. He does. And then he's trying to swing a sword. It's just uh, horrible. Oh, and I forgot the worst part. Matthew Lillard, who has some sort of English accent in it, and he's the... Uh, nephew of Burt Reynolds because Burt Reynolds doesn't he doesn't have any uh, offspring so because he's his nephew if Burt Reynolds dies then Matthew Lillard becomes the king and That's so right and so he's trying to kill him this whole time and then no one knows what Burt Reynolds dies spoilers guys and he's about to be killed by the badass knight but then he can't kill him because you can't kill the king <laughs> Yep. The uh, king of the land is Burt Reynolds. His and nephew as the king, he can't get any children. No, well no, he he fathered Jason Statham. Oh. And he was he didn't know that Jason Statham survived this war that he was a I don't know. Dude, it's it's it, but UA Wool didn't even write it. So you can't really blame it all on him. Nope. So yeah, that's the Last dog shit thing I watched this week. <laughs> oh, and I saw the uh, second to last episode of How You Met Mother, and it was really great. Yep, yep, yep. And that's what I watched this week. Can't wait. So now that you're done with your Statham run, I don't know what I'm going to do next? next. I don't know. Any suggestions, guys? You seem mm. to like Tom Cruise a lot. Uh, I might do Tom Cruise. I have a lot of his movies already, so I could just rewatch them, see how I feel about them. Yeah, there's a lot of little ones there that you'd have to check out. You know, you'd have to go rewatch like yeah. all the right moves. Yep. Or uh, Lines for Lambs. I, that's Ooh. one of the few I haven't seen. It's really boring, though. You know, for Robert Redford being such a cool actor, his directing is really boring. Mm. There's one not too long ago I think I liked. I can't remember now. Oh, man. Sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm scrolling through pictures from In the Name of the King, and they're all just the worst. Brad, what did you watch this week? Uh, where should I start? Um, the beginning. Yeah, I watched a movie called Assassination Games, which was a movie that has Jean-Claude Van Damme in it. Oh, yeah. And it was like the only one on Netflix. <laughs> so I was looking for Time Cop. Couldn't couldn't get it. You know which one I still... I, my favorite Van Damme is Death Warrant. 
I, I can't find it anywhere. It wasn't on there. A while back, they had a bunch of them. Like, I watched Hard Target and Sudden Death. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, Sudden Death is the hockey one. I remember you talking about it. I forgot yeah. how lame it was. <laughs> yeah, so all they had was assassination games, and it's like um, you know, a low-budget action movie where Jean-Claude Van Damme is an assassin, and, uh, hey, Spiderson's is taking... <laughs> Ryan's phone just went off in the middle of my... That's okay. The, the podcast couldn't hear it. So, yeah, Jean-Claude Van Damme is an assassin, and he uh, leads a quiet life while uh, there's this other guy who his wife slash girlfriend, not, never, not really clear, um, squeeze. gets assaulted by some gangster. Um, and I'm not sure. He pretty brutally beats her um, and maybe rapes her. I don't know. I wasn't paying too close attention, but uh, they somehow get away from it, and she's not like she's catatonic, and he's brooding, and he's plotting his revenge against this gangster guy who just goes about his business. <laughs> and then that gangster guy gets a hit put on him, so Jean Claude Van Damme gets called up to kill him, and so simultaneously these two guys are trying to kill this guy, and as they collide in their efforts, they kill the gangster guy's brother. Oh accident. no. And so then that guy is after him. And meanwhile, at the same time, in Jean-Claude Van Damme's uh, apartment building, which he has like a secret lair, he has like of a course. shitty apartment. And then yeah. you turn the spigot on his sink. He's Batman. Yeah. Are you serious? And then he has this beautiful apartment with like a piano and a little turtle he keeps as a pet. <laughs> so meanwhile, nice. he's trying to enjoy the comforts of his solitary life. <laughs> uh, this couple moves in next door. Uh well, it's a guy and his uh, prostitute. He's the pimp, yeah, prostitute thing. He's beating her, so he has to come over and you know get him to back off. And then uh, she has nowhere to go, so she has to stay with him. And she stumbles onto the lair, and she teaches him how to uh, get the turtle to do stuff because she has you know turtle tricks like rub his shell. Wait, wait, um, wait, whoa, 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 wait. <laughs> the, the turtle trick okay I, what part did I miss about the turtle I missed it too because like I didn't know he was trying to train it but apparently he was so yeah what kind of tricks she, does she strokes do? his back and he goes how did you know how did you do that <laughs> yeah so she how did she stroke it what what does the turtle I guess do? he moves more <laughs> moves faster <laughs> um acknowledges that he's there if you, yeah uh, I don't know what he's trying to do but anyway uh, this is impress. This impresses him, and he <laughs> lets her stay. And unfortunately, that uh, leads to her death. <laughs> Wait, why does she die? Because the turtle had diseases. the guy he beat up, who was with her. He goes to the Pit. bad guys and tells them, "Hey, there's this guy who lives next to me. I want you to, you know, kill the girl kill- who has a turtle. No, <laughs> kill Jean Claude Van Damme, but he's not home, so they kill her. Oh, okay, okay." <laughs> Yeah, and they knocked, they smashed all of his stuff. What um, year did this movie come did out? Did they kill the turtle? No, the turtle was okay. He was upside down, though, and John Clyde Van Damme <laughs> had to flip him over. I don't know. I think it's like past two or three years. Why do you think Jean, Jean Claude Van Damme's like, career is no longer viable? Because he can't do like crazy like uh, physical action. You know, he's probably got arthritis. Well, <laughs> I mean, I, he could do that truck th- stunt, but yeah. he had a net for that. And I don't know. I think that the the, the in that, this movie he does nothing physical. He just shoots things. That hmm. style of action has also sort of changed. Like anymore, when you make an action movie, you want somebody like a Jason Statham who can 
at least to some degree pull off uh, the acting. And I, I think that I think that Jay, that Jean Claude Van Damme can. I think that most people don't think he can. Yeah. So I think mm-hmm. that he's been typecast into this like you know sort of Steven Seagal era of you know because Steven Seagal, you can, dude, Steven Seagal's not good. Like he's not. What? Yeah. <laughs> like, um, and so I think that people just. Uh, bunch of all those guys together and go well we don't want to see those movies anymore so hmm. yeah. anyways sorry to mean interrupt your movie uh, yeah, go yeah. Back to, so the turtles turned over yeah and he flips the turtle back over and yeah it, the other guy who you know they had the same target they eventually run into each other and team up to kill this gangster guy and uh there's like a whole other level of like uh, government officials who are corrupt that the gangster guy works for so wow. they basically waste everybody um the end uh, <laughs> yeah. In the end, is he allowed to like move into an apartment where he doesn't have to hide that he has enough money to have a nice apartment? I don't remember. I think he just fades away. Like it's more about the other guy oh. more than Jean Claude Van Damme. Like he's not really, oh, really? the f- oh, okay. focus of the movie. Huh. Um, but Jean Claude Van Damme turns him in at one point in order to like, um, you know, it's it's just business. It's what I do. I yeah. Um, I work for other people, and then he realizes that, you know those guys were going to double cross him anyway. So he goes and rescues him. It's like, you know, I'm sorry. I turned you in and stuff. Let's go kill him. Um, wow. yeah, there's like this middle man that he gets diamonds from to fund his amazing apartment. Um, in it's France. Called, it's called turtle games. What's it called? Assassination games. <laughs> Assassination <laughs> games. Okay. So there's that. And then the other thing I watched was escape from LA. Mm. Oh, nice. Which, uh, <laughs> how about that surfing scene? Uh, it was, I don't, I watched like the first fifteen minutes of minutes of it, shut uh, it off uh, for like a day, and then came back to it and I don't remember that scene and the rest of it was like, Oh, now uh he's there to go get the president's daughter and then he runs into some other people and Steve Buscemi and there's a parade and he's just like shooting at stuff and they're shooting back at him and then uh the president's daughter doesn't want to go because she's in love with the opposition guy who's taken over LA that's floated out into the Pacific ocean. Um, it just wasn't interesting at all mm-hmm. to me. And the I, special effects were pretty bad. I've never seen LA. I, I've seen New York, uh, but I've never seen LA. Is it, so is it not worth checking out at all? Really? Uh, I haven't seen New York, so I, I can't compare it, but oh, really? just as a standalone movie, I was pretty bored. Oh dude. Like, like LA is, I mean, New I York's more of an action movie. Yeah. I like LA is not that good. This yeah. is like the, New York is of its time, but I still like it. I like New York. Um, early on, like he gets into this like um, sub that's completely CGI that they send from mainland to out to the LA island. Yeah, it's like so clearly '90s CGI. Uh, the bummer is, it seems like Carpenter's kind of lost his touch directing. Um, you know, he his last good movie I couldn't even tell you. Um, yeah, man. I don't even know what his last movie is at all. Uh, he well, made one, one. direct-to-video called the well, it's a little bit. It's called the Ward. It's a horror movie. It wasn't that good. In fact, it wasn't. It wasn't very good that I saw it, and I forgot to talk about it on the podcast. Mm. Wow. So, um, man. But yeah, it, I, I just, it doesn't. I don't know what it's supposed to do other than be like, it's so by the numbers, and there's just nothing interesting going on, at all. And you'd think Snake Plissken would uh, be hip to the fact that like if some someone scratched him. Uh, is probably intentional and he's probably going to mm. need the antidote pretty soon. I yep. don't know. You know what it was? It was, it was escape from LA. 
because <laughs> it was Escape from LA and then Vampires, and then that was not bad actually. I haven't seen Vampires, but it go then it goes to Ghosts of Mars. Uh, oh, then geez. he did two episodes of Ma- Masters of Horror, uh, and then The Ward, and that's all he's directed. Actually, so like, Ghosts of Mars might be Statham's. No, In the Name King's worse than Ghosts of Mars, I think. Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> They're really close. Yeah, because it's like In the Mouth of Madness, Village it's of the That's a great movie. And then maybe In the Mouth of Madness is his last great movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. Right after Body Bags. Mm. Funny. Anyway. And then I'm pretty much almost done with Family Ties. Um, That's right. Which has been... There's there's no really like iconic episode for that series. Like There's nothing that stands out. Oh. They're all pretty... Like the Walnut for Vic, Dick Van Dyke. Yeah. Or, the, or the like the Monorail for the Simpsons. Yeah. or The one where everybody finds out and friends. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's, it's all kind of the. There's a lot of like similar plots in some, plots in some seasons, but around season four, three or four, they add Brian Bonsall as mm-hmm. like the new kid. Yeah, because um, the mom gets knocked up. Um, that kid is a really good actor. Is he? <laughs> yeah, it's amazing what they get him to say. Like, as a really, uh, you know, as a two-year-old, three-year-old, mm-hmm. and it comes off as like an adult conversation. Like, he's pretty amazing, and like, it's not like oh, I'm just saying it, like, he's actually reacting. Hmm. It's pretty impressive. So so what, I, I think I asked you this last week, but I don't remember the answer. Why do you think it's so endearing? Why do people like it so much, do you think? I don't know if people like it as much now, but, like, back in the day, I think it was just kind of... The theme song. <laughs> the theme song, uh, Michael J. Fox was, popu- was more popular, um, mm-hmm. and it's, it's probably just, like, safe family okay. entertainment. So... Like there's one or two edgier storylines, like the one I told you a, mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago. Um, but yeah, I'm in, I'm in season seven right now. No, six, end of season six, and like there's nothing that stood out hmm. to me that's like, oh, yeah, I, that's a really great idea or interesting idea. So, yeah, I think that's it. I watched part of the Wizard of Oz. It's a long movie. <laughs> Is it? No, I actually, I think it's it. only an hour and 40 minutes. I've seen it before, but yeah. I heard on the, I think, Hollywood Babylon or something that uh, the Scarecrow carries a gun. <laughs> and it's what? like, they make it seem like in the podcast that it's like this, like, oh, he turns and you can see like a gun in his holster. And it's like a split second thing. It's pretty blatant. It's like the whole really? scene. He's like waving this really? gun around. So I don't know why it's so special. Huh. Hmm. And then I tried to look online. I was like, is it maybe it's like they digitally took it out of the Blu-ray thing? That's why people don't. Because it's on my DVD hmm. from like 2004 or something. So I can imagine them taking it out for the Blu-ray. But yeah, he's holding the silver revolver. Yeah, he totally is. I don't remember that at all. Yeah, they got a picture of it. Yeah. You should yeah. Just shoot the Wicked Witch. <laughs> yeah. That's weird. How do I? How have I never, oh, well, because I don't watch that movie that often. But cool. Is that it? Yep. Cool. Uh, I, I went oh, and saw. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I went and saw the Muppets um, with with some family, um, and I I like that movie. Uh, I thought it was pretty fun. It's you know, it's funny because I think the best thing about the movie is actually the opening song about how sequels are not as good as the as the originals, um, and a whole lot of cameos, really great moments. Um, but I feel like. You know, the, where the first one was very sentimental um, and heartfelt, this one, they they try to 
put a nice little story about family and all that in there, but it just doesn't it doesn't ring as true as the other ones do. Um, but still really funny. Um, I love Constantine. Yeah. I love his oh, disco yeah. song. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that, that's the thing. So there's a couple times where a song will start, and I'm like, ooh, I don't know that I want this song. Like, And his was one of them where he started singing, and I was like, I don't want Constantine to sing a song. <laughs> and then he sings that song, and it that that's maybe my second favorite song in the movie. Um, cause all the things, yeah. all the things where he just starts to get into like, you wanted this, I give it to you. Like that whole bit this is great. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tina Fey. I've never been a big Tina Fey fan. Um, her character is the most wasted thing. Really? And I think, yeah. Um, you gotta get past your bias. Just, I like just it. like your David O. Russell bias. I like, no, I like the whole thing in the, in the jail, but like her song to me would just really fell flat. It would, I just didn't think it was that funny. Um, but uh, yeah, I I enjoyed it. So, um, what do you mean, Walter quit? We just spent a whole movie trying to make him <laughs> one of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> At and the I expense love... of other Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was, I was just gonna say is that I like love Rizzo that, that Rizzo is in there for one second uh, to address the fact that he's not in the last one, and then he's only in there for one second because he's like one I of think my he's favorite in it a couple ones. times. Uh, I think he? he's, I think he's at the beginning too. Mm, I don't think he's in it oh, until yeah. that scene. No, he's in it, but I remember seeing him. Like, oh, oh there's okay. Rizzo the rat. Okay, maybe in the background, but. Um, yeah, 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 because yeah. Rizzo is one of my favorites. So, yeah, um, I, well, I love him in Christmas Carol. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's why. Um, and uh, and Treasure Island. Yeah, I really like him in Treasure Island as well. Hey, Kermit, um, can I sing this song? Sure, whatever. Who cares? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> whatever, uh, pig. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. You know, that whole like first half, I think, is is real solid. Um, I think it's just near the end when they start tying stuff up that it fell a little bit flat for me. But still, still a great fun movie that people should go see and support because it's, you know, fairly genuine and mm-hmm. it doesn't, you know, it feels original at least. Um, so anyway, uh, and then the uh, I I got a chance to watch one more of the movies off of my list of shame this week, and this is probably going to be another one of those where like really James. Um, so I saw Caddyshack this week. Really, no. James. <laughs> Brad's gone insane. <laughs> oh my gosh! I'm sorry. Um, Is this TV important to you? Uh, not me, but <laughs> someone probably. Yeah. So I'd never seen Caddyshack. Um, yeah, neither. That right. is not all right. Uh, you've never you've never seen Caddyshack either. Not really. I've seen like flashes of it. Like, yeah, it has one of my favorite story, like throwaway lines in Roddy Dangerfield's history, where he's talking. He says. Hey, uh, Chow, this is an exclusive club, so don't tell anybody you're Jewish, okay? And it's a Chinese guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you have to be a racist like me to appreciate a joke <laughs> like that. Um, and, okay, so here's, there are some really funny moments in oh, this there's movie. There's great moments in that movie. Um, I don't get it. I, I, don't, I don't see the appeal. I, I've, I've heard about this movie my whole life, and... Um, and I watched it, and I was kind of bored most of the time. Really? Like, the, there's a couple things. One... I've never really liked Rodney Dangerfield that much. Oh, like, I've never thought he was that funny. Um, Ryan, I, mostly on. Sit down, sit down. It's okay. I'll <laughs> kill you. I'll kill you! <laughs> mostly I just find him kind of obnoxious. Which really? Which is the reason... Like, the I character love Rodney Dangerfield. in this movie is somebody who's supposed to be kind of obnoxious. But he's actually... I find him so obnoxious that I found myself rooting for the, like... The the straight laced guy who who Rodney Dangerfield keeps like destroying his boat and shit like that, and then the end of the movie. Um, what about Rodney Dangerfield's golf bag that has the jukebox and stuff in it? God. Oh yeah, it's so <laughs> cool. No, I don't give a shit. Kenny Loggins on every eighty soundtrack. <laughs> um, the the Muppet Gopher that danced and yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, the Bill Murray story is cool. Um, I like Chevy Chase's character. Mm-hmm. I just think he's kind of – it's a weird one for Chevy Chase because he's just sort of a laid-back, cool guy. Um, like we, sometimes he'll talk. We all know he's a dick in real life. Is that what you're trying to say? No, no, no. I mean, like usually he's like this sort of slapsticky kind mm-hmm. of buffoon. Um, and he's got a I couple of buffoon moments in there, but like it's not the same. Um, he's supposed to be sort of the cool guy. Um, but it's really just the main couple characters that I just, or the, the that mm-hmm. main kid that I don't give a shit about. <laughs> I just don't give a shit about him. Um, like I, I don't relate to him at all. I don't find him funny. I don't. I just don't give a shit about him. Mm. So it's it's like there's it's like a it's like a teen drama sort of thing that he keeps running into wacky characters and those characters can be funny but but there's nothing that ties it together in a way that makes me like, "Oh man, that's really a great movie." Um so I don't know. It, it's fun. Yeah, it's not bad. I just when, because I've had people before when I told them like, oh, I've never seen Caddyshack, and they'd be like, oh my, how do you even have a sense of humor if you've never seen Caddyshack? <laughs> um, and so yeah, now now that I've seen it, I'm, I don't get it. Yeah, I mean, but, it's one of those movies. I I do like Roddy Dangerfield. In fact, I have right. all three of his stand up comedy re- albums. Yeah, but um, I do think it's funny. I don't think it's, I don't think it's as great as everyone else thinks it is. Yeah. Um, but there's moments in it that I love. I, I do love. That's one of my favorite lines ever in any movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's some goofy things. Bill Murray's really fun in it. Um, I mean, but again, you're right. I mean, Bill Murray's whole arc is he's trying to sniff out that gopher. I mean, yeah. it's really, it's goofy. Yeah. yeah it's just but goofy. That's okay. It's just, you know, yeah, I, I think he's the most like consistently always funny. Whereas, whereas a lot of the rest of it is this very dry humor that doesn't always pay off. I don't think, but, um, except for right, Roddy Dangerfield, who's just like a, a whirlwind through the movie. It's weird. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's what I watched. Cool. As well as the second to last episode of How I Met Your Mother, which was really good. It was really good. Mm-hmm. It's coming. Hey, it's time for real news, guys. It's real news! A couple of quick things. Uh, actually, we should have talked about this at the beginning of the show, so we'll just talk about it now. Um, Aurora Rise is having a, um, a Captain America screening right. um, on the 7th. Uh, so by the time you hear this, you'll still have some time to get tickets and things like that. Go onto their website, buy tickets, go see Captain America with them. That'll be a fun time uh, and support a good cause. Um, now, in news news, um, there's I don't remember which things are from this week or the week before, so I'm going to burn through some quick things and we'll talk about the things that are actually worth talking about. Okay. Um, Prometheus 2 is supposedly, it's got a new writer and mm-hmm. is supposedly going to shoot later this year. That's crazy. Uh, Tucker and Dale vs. Evil is getting a sequel. Yay. Um there are there are rumors about there being a community movie, which would be crazy ironic if they actually did six seasons of movie and then <laughs> ended it. I would love that, even if it meant that that show were ended, but it's probably going to happen anyway. So, um, Kevin Smith is in talks to do a talk show on AMC. I saw that, yeah. Um, uh, when's he going to finish yeah. Clerks three? <laughs> right. Or hit somebody? Or hits? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or hit somebody? <laughs> um, yeah, it's weird. I don't know that I. I think he'd be good at as, as a talk show host. I think he'd be good at it. I don't think it's what I want from him, but what I want from him is more good movies. So if that's not what he wants to do, then I do fine. Th- I have this itch to do a Kevin Smith marathon because I pre-ordered Mallrats on Blu-ray. Oh, yeah? And I actually I found Dogma on Blu-ray, so I got that as well. Cool. I know it's kind of a tough one to track down. It's pretty expensive on Amazon, too. Wow. So I, I found that um, at Second Spin. <laughs> and, uh, so, yeah, I really, I, I've, I've been in a Kevin Smith kick, so I think I'll watch his movies next week. That'd be cool. 
Um, Chris Evans is in the news for talking about wanting to retire, but he's done this before. Um, and I don't think that it's like, you know, for a guy, um, you know, he has said this before for a guy who's yeah. in a lot of high profile stuff. He really doesn't like being high profile. Yeah. Um, but I mean, if he wants to retire and just focus on acting and do like a Robert Altman, Hey, that's cool. I, I fully expect that more of what will happen is that he will just tone down how many movies in it he's in and you'll start seeing him like James Franco. Yeah. Like go off James, and like do James some Franco's some, in everything. Well, but I mean, like, you know, James <laughs> yeah. Franco is now like starting to direct little things yeah. that you don't hear about really. Yeah. Um, unless you know to, to, to hear about it, but and he has a great cameo in Veronica Mars. If you're yes. wondering what James <laughs> Franco has been up to in the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, um, we got to see a real up close picture of the Green Goblin this week. We did. Um, it looks pretty cool. No, I think it's pretty. I awesome. think it looks badass. I, I think um, it's a way to make him goblinish and yeah. not. And not. Here's the thing. I think Green Goblin as a comic character it looks great. Yeah. But as in a movie, the movie is always kind of silly. Looks silly. Yeah. Where the Joker, I think, looks great in movies and looks great on page. Right. The Green Goblin is goofy looking. Yeah. Um, they even make fun of him in his first couple appearances in Spider Man. Oh yeah. But then he, uh, they kind of changed his appearance to be a little more menacing. But um, yeah, I think it looks cool. Yeah, it's cool. It's a it's a neat take. Um, where it, it doesn't go totally Ultimate Spider-Man, where he's like the Hulk, mm-hmm. um, but still but, makes it like he he at least physically changes. He's not a Power Ranger. Here, here's the thing: I still think they might make an Ultimate Spider-Man Green Goblin. And here's where my theory. I mean, obviously, I don't know because if Spider-Man hasn't come out, oh, only one month. Um, but I have a feeling that maybe Harry also dies in this as well, and then um, Norman figures out that Oz formula, and he becomes kind of mm. the hulking Green Goblin. And because there's yeah. an Ultimate Spider-Man miniseries where it's called the Ultimate Six, and it's the Sinister Six. Yeah, from there, and all those, all those guys kind of look like Ultimate villains, anyways. Yeah. So do. I have a feeling that maybe they might be heading that way, or that'd be cool. And I, I guess there's two teasers at the end of Spider-Man. And mm. one is the villain spinoff movie. <laughs> we'll see. I'll still see it, but you know, and yeah. then whatever they're going to set up for Spider-Man three. Yeah. Part two. Amazing Spider-Man three. Yeah. Um, and then for, for Brad's next big favorite thing, um, we got a whole lot of news. Uh, they are going to call the sequel magic Mike XXL. Nice. So, that's based forward to that. It's based at off my wiener. <laughs> That's right. Uh, no, in all seriousness, we got a trailer for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Um, Officially so, named Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. So, a good start. Brad, um, blow up now? I don't know. Give us that? Yeah. It's everything, I ex- it's everything I expected it to be. So it's got... Well, uh, except for the whole uh, thing of the Shredder working with April's dad to make the turtles, but... Eh. Yeah, that's that's the weird Whatever. one that like it, okay. thro- it shows up in the trailer, and I'm like, wait, what the, I what, th- why? See, I, I understand why movie studios do that now because now I think I understand. I, I think, don't like it. Um, yeah, I mean, I th- I think now audiences expect some sort of intrigue into it. It just can't be, oh, this canister broke, and now there's turtles. I'm fine with some intrigue, but does the intrigue have to change the origin of the turtles? Yeah, like, everything has to that's be connected. Weird. Yeah, no, I Yeah, agree. that's what's weird, is that they're... they're it's I that, thought the Shredder, like, then they showed the mask. That looked pretty sweet. Yeah, I think yeah. the Shredder's maybe the coolest-looking thing in that trailer. Um, and I thought the turtles looked all right. Except they're huge. Like, you can't be a huge ninja. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, okay. I'm I I'm going to disagree with you here. Like, I think, the, I think the turtles look cool, but I will agree with you that I wish that there was a little bit more covertness. Um, but we also haven't seen the movie yet. Like... You know, it it may be that there is a whole lot of 
quiet action in the movie that is that doesn't necessarily sell well in a trailer. I don't believe there is. I'm just saying that there is a possibility that there's more ninja action in the movie than you than they are showing you in the trailer. Yeah, we'll um, see. I was telling people like the trailer is like the the cliche like by the numbers like this is how we market. It yeah, is. Movies oh, these it, days. Totally because, is. it totally even, is. Because even when there has to be some clause, if Michael Bay produces a movie, they have to always put from producer Michael Bay. Yeah, yeah. They do that in all his if horror movies. If I was Jonathan Leesman, I'd be really upset because Michael Bay is getting way more credit for this movie than yeah, I am exactly. the director. Yeah, and he's a good director. Yeah, we, yeah, he's not going to get credit for it, well, it which may be good if, <laughs> if this turns out to suck. I don't know. So. There's there's a couple shots in the trailer I thought looked really cool. Um, there's a, It's really quick, but April discovers the turtles with her camera phone and stuff, and they're fighting somebody in a subway. Um, I mean, I think, yeah. I think it looks interesting. I, I think it's cool, too, that they're not – they added – I mean, it's a really short trailer, but, I mean, they added – there's some comedic stuff to it. So they're not going totally dark. Yeah. Which, I mean, I appreciate stuff like that, too, because you don't have to be dark about everything. And Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it is interesting. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Are the turtles always... How how big are they in the comics and stuff? They're, like, regular six six feet tall. Well, I mean, here they're, like, tall's... eight or nine feet tall. And, mm, like, uh, Megan Fox is, big. like, five, five or something. Yeah. So, yeah. So maybe they're... Like six six and a half feet tall. I don't know. Well, apparently they're about as big as a Hummer, so <laughs> that's oh, pretty that's big. Right. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I know. I, I have to see it. I mean, I I think some of it looks cool. Um, um, the nostrils are. Uh, it's like it's like <laughs> the like, nostrils. You don't understand the nostrils. It's like some executive like stepped in and said like, "Hey, we, people need to they need to be more human so people can relate to them." Like yeah. a thirty year old property that's been successful over and over again like needs changes. Come on. Yeah, it, um, it was interesting too when they had Nickelodeon yeah. was part of the producing factor. Yeah, I mean, I know they own them now, but it's kind of weird seeing you know. Yeah. Right, I'm used to seeing F H E. Does that mean that the, <laughs> does, is the Blu-ray Blu-ray case going to be orange? Oh, that'd be sweet. You know, like like Harriet the Spy. Yeah, should <laughs> be green. Show. Um, I'm sure there's some incredible no, no, Hulk. Nickel- Nickelodeon that. movies were orange. What I was hoping to see, incredible Hulk is orange. Like is maybe green. it will be in the movie. They're just like holding their cards close to the mm-hmm. chest. Um, like, because they're talking about the mutagen being of, like, alien origin. I'm hoping I'm seeing, like, they're not showing the Triceratons and the Utrams and the whole space battle that's going to emerge. <laughs> I was like, yeah, if you're going to no, do that's CGI Turtles, do something new and different and do, like, in the comics, you know, that whole I... cosmic storyline. Because it says TCRI, so it's Techno-Cosmic Research Institute. In the old movies, it was TGRI. Because they, they thought space would be weird. And they mm. didn't have the budget for it. <laughs> yeah. I I um, hope so. It'll be interesting. Yeah, it it would be cool if they do something weird and different like that. But there, I I don't have a lot of hope for it. I think I think on its best day, this will be a fun blockbuster action movie that happens to have Ninja Turtles in it, mm-hmm. and not a really fun Ninja Turtles movie. If you you know, like it'll be it'll be a movie that's that's disappointing when you go back and read like badass Ninja Turtles comics. But as a blockbuster, hopefully, will be fun. You know. It didn't help that I saw the original Ninja Turtles movie like a couple days before it because mm. <laughs> of the Ninja Turtles party. We watched the first one. Yeah. Does that, I haven't seen that movie in years. Does the first one still hold up really well? But to me, it does. You're asking the wrong guy. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I, Everyone <laughs> I talk to like believes the people in suits more than they believe the CGI oh, of in course. the trailer. Yeah. But. Hmm. We'll have to wait and see. Um, August 8th, isn't that far away? What? August 8th, yeah. August 8th, isn't that far away? 
two more things. Um, Veronica Mars has gotten a little bit of heat because uh, so it was funded by a, a Kickstarter, mm-hmm. um, and then recently uh, when they started like handing out the copies of movies you were supposed to get, they were handing them out as um, uh, ultraviolets. <clears throat> so that's how they're distributing the digital copies of uh, Veronica Mars. And there's a whole bunch of fans or, or, or you know supporters who are not real happy about that because basically you have to. Sign up for Ultraviolet yeah, the, the and that, through that whole East, thing. Uh, I mean, people are way too sensitive because it's yeah. Warner Brothers owns Ultraviolet, so I knew it was going to come through Ultraviolet. Yeah. So yeah, as soon as I Warner mean, Brothers picked it up, you knew. Right. It, yeah. Um, I don't think it's a big deal. Yeah, it's just it's, a, it's just interesting because it's one more of those like wrenches thrown in the whole crowdsourcing thing where you mm-hmm. think like, oh, this is really cool, and then you realize like, well, there are still some limits to what this is and and really yeah. how free it is. But um, just saw in the theaters. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you should have. Yeah. Uh, very last thing is that they're. This is more. I just want to see how you guys feel about this. But you know, they're they're they've been building for a while these 4D theaters, um, and so like out in California, you've got your D boxes and stuff like that. And there's there's another company, like a European company, that's building them and trying to get them into the U.S. Um, do you guys have any interest in a in going to see a movie where the sh- the like seat shakes when when action happens or mm, or I've where. Done that. Yeah, it's called the Terminator Two ride at Universal Studios. <laughs> well, true, yeah. yeah, but that's <laughs> <It's> a bug <laughs> life. That's really a ride, you know, or like the the Honey I Shrunk the Kids 4D thing where they like squirt water in your face or like make the make it feel like there's you know rats running by your feet and stuff like that. Um, this is more like no, it's the same thing. You just it's easier, it's more accessible because it's coming to you rather than you having to go to a coast. Yeah, but it's also not tailored to the movie. So I mean, it it is in that the. Uh, if wind blows, they'll program it. If it rains, they'll program water to splash at you. Yeah, but it's 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 not like 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 with the Honey I Shrink the Kids thing, where there's like specific things in your seats that that are um, that relate to what's on screen necessarily. Where here, all they can really do is is blow the wind and shake your seat. Um, they can't like install different things that like touch you or anything like that the way that some of the 4d stuff does um they're not going to blow bubbles into the room or anything like silly the way that like a you know an underwater thing does or any of those like 4d disney ones um it's really the only attraction here is that the seat shakes when there's a lot of action happening um and i don't give a shit um (laughs) uh, they're already already doing that like they had the with the d-box and stuff yeah yeah um and i've heard that it's really cool like I'd I have w- to experience. I would like to try it. I'd yeah. have to experience. I don't know. I can't. Uh, I mean, I love uh, the Mickey ride. Well, the Mickey show at Walt Disney World, where it's 4D. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'd have to experience. I don't know. And I don't know. It'd have to be a really cool experience for me to experience it more than once. Yeah. Um, and I think it would only work on Jurassic Transformers, Park. <laughs> Jurassic Park. That'd be sweet. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I'd still experience it because I love movies so much. Yeah, that I'd have to. It's just uh, me and Brad one time. What movie did we see in RPX or uh, the Extreme? Isn't that the, isn't that the thing just over at Belmar? Belmar. We saw a movie on accident in Extreme. I don't remember. And it was expensive. We're like, well, you know what? It's a bigger screen and it has better sound. And we're like, oh, this wasn't worth it. <laughs> huh? It's it, an action movie. I forget. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, that was like three years ago. Yeah, our brains, you know. Yeah. Anyway, that's news. Cool. Comic Book Corner. What's up, nerds? It's the Comics Corner. I love my comic store. I go there 
every couple weeks. What comic store do you go to, Ryan? I go to Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics in Arvada, Colorado. Is that a pretty good comic book store? Yeah, it is. It's, uh, and I love Andrew there. Um, Andrew supplied me, I said earlier, with London. So I didn't have to purchase it. So thank you, Andrew. Um, what other deals can you get at Colorado Quinn's? Uh, well, if you get a hold <laughs> slot, 20% off uh, cover price. Also, I got a Harley Quinn action figure, and Andrew gave me 20% off on it, too. Oh, shit. Yeah, sweet. Um, so you guys know this is my... It won't be the last time I ever talk about Spider-Man, but <laughs> you know my dissatisfaction with Superior Spider-Man? I do. Um, they're ramping it up. They're ending it. They're ramping up. Superior, they're ramping up the dumb. Uh, they're ending superior, ramping up amazing. Oh, okay, cool. Um, and right now, it's what wh- the the one thing I have enjoyed is the subplots of Superior Spider-Man. Yeah, where Spider-Man's ex-girlfriend, who's a cop, has figured out that Otto Octavius is in Peter Parker's body. Um, but she in this this new s- story arc is called Goblin Nation, and there's a Green Goblin going around town, and they keep on saying it's Norman Osborn, but it's such a red herring. I'm pretty sure it's not Norman Osborn. Um, and Norman Osborn has figured out that Otto Octavius is Peter Parker. Um, and so he's launched an, a full scale war on Spider-Man because he's spider superior. Spider-Man has been so concerned about petty things because he's a supervillain and isn't paying attention that the goblin has kind of reprogrammed, uh, his spider bots and all this stuff to work against him. Uh, and so it's a really cool story because it's shifting the focus around off of, Octopete, where it's a, he's an obnoxious uh, supervillain. Yeah, um, and it's kind of putting it on the people in his life, um, and it's reached an um, almost a conclusion in a, maybe the best Spider-Man comic I've read in pff, two three years. Wow! Um, it starts off where uh, the Green Goblin, oh J. J. Jonah Jameson, actually sends out Spider Slayers to stop Spider-Man, and um, Liz Liz Osborne is Harry Osborne's well was widow but Harry Osborne is back whatever. Um, yeah. So Liz Osborne is in charge of Oscorp, and they design these Spider Slayers. And J- Jonah Jameson goes crazy and he sends them out without them being done. And so they're going crazy in this thing. And Liz Osborne says, "Hey, you know we have nothing to do with this." And she goes away. And as uh, she ends her conference call with uh, the reporters behind her, she has a Green Goblin mask. So if she's the Green Goblin, I think it's pretty sweet because now she's attacking Octopeter. And this, uh, the two issues before, Peter's subconscious came back. Like he was a good, the ghost of Peter Parker came back. Right. Um, and th- there's a great moment where um, Superior Spider-Man is overanalyzing how he's going to save people. And Pete tells him, he's like, you just save people. You don't think about it. You just go and save them. And there's this great two page of where Oct- Octavius realizes he'll never be Spider-Man. He can say he's smarter. He can say he's better, but he has this defeated and he has this monologue about how he's, he'll never be the superior Spider-Man and how, how great Pete is. And he goes back to his lab and he puts on this helmet and he's like, I don't deserve to be Spider-Man. And he wipes Dr. Octopus out of existence. And uh, Peter comes back at the end and the, the last two pages is no dialogue. It's just him taking off the superior Spider-Man suit and putting on the amazing Spider-Man suit. And he's going to go get the Green Goblin. And to me, that's how that should have ended. Get rid of... let. It took 30 issues yeah. for Dan Slott to say what I've always been saying is, you can say you're superior all you want, but until you, until you are Peter Parker, 
you never will be. Yeah. And it's it's a great story. The art in it is fantastic. It moves along really well. I love the Green Goblin subplot. If it's Liz Allen, that'd be awesome. Um, if even if it's Norman Osborn, it, I'd still be really cool. He has he hasn't been around in a long time. Yeah. Um, but it's really cool that he finally he's tying up the loose ends and he's bringing. Well, Peter came back. The last shot is a huge Spider-Man spread. He's like, I'm back. Yeah. So it's I can't wait to see uh, the final issue is you're going to find out who the Green Goblin is and Peter trying to save his life now because he's made a mess of it in an indirect way. Yeah. It's funny because I, I think we all sort of knew that this is how this was going to go. It yeah. was just like it was so shitty the way that they started it yeah. and ran it for a while that... Um, it's yeah. just because I was so, cool, though. I was so glad I'm that glad. he internalized what I was feeling. Yeah. And I I mean, because Dan Slott is a Spider-Man fan, so I think he knew it, too. Oh, yeah. And that he was no. able to go 30 issues is pretty impressive because, I mean, that's the story is annoying. But, right. Um, but that he's tying it up, and then it was, it was really nicely handled in these last couple issues. Just, I don't know if it makes it worth the journey, but it makes the journey, when it comes to the end, more Less satisfying. Painful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, because there, there's a fanboy in you that uh, when you see the red and blue costume come back, that is really sweet. Because yeah. uh, and even Octavius, his his girlfriend, is kidnapped by the Green Goblin, and the Green Goblin says, "If you don't come to this one area soon, I'm going to kill her." Because he's already killed everything that Otto Octavius holds dear. He blew up his old house, and it's it's a great moment where the Green Goblin says, "There's like this huge two page spread." He says, "Your old house you grew up." The thing you worked so hard and becoming Spider-Man. This you worked hard to become Spider-Man. All the lives you saved. He goes boom, boom, boom. He blows them all up, and uh, he kills uh, his mentor. Uh, it's it's a really cool, uh, and I love that the Green Goblin's kind of evil again. Um, it's so it's fun. So hopefully the final chapter of Superior Spider-Man is Spider-Man kicking the shit out of the Green Goblin. Awesome, and it'll be a chick. <laughs> Spider-Man beats women. <laughs> That'll be J. Jonah Jameson's <laughs> newspaper uh, title. So we'll see. Cool. Go Spidey. Yeah, he's back finally. Two and a half years. <laughs> he's he's back. Um, long time. This week we went and saw Bad Words. Brad, should people go see Bad Words? Uh, sure. It's a pretty fun movie. James, should people go see Bad Words? Uh, sure. It's a pretty fun movie. Ryan, should people go see Bad Words? I had a good time with this movie. What I think I love most about this movie... I'm just kidding. Here's the trailer. I was squatulate. A-B-S-Q-U-A-T-U-L-A-T-E. That's correct. Who's next? The spelling bee is meant for kids. Rule number 24, the speller must not have passed beyond the 8th grade on or before February 1st. You can see there, I have not passed the 8th grade. Not ever. Tony Chopra. What's her name? Spin it around. What was your winning word? It was autofellatio. I've never heard of that word. If you don't point that curry hole that way and sit your fucking ass down on that seat, I'm gonna tell the captain that your bag's ticking. Welcome everyone to the National Spelling Bee. Hey God! Hey Slumdog. What are you doing up on the stage, weirdo? Your chair called me for help. It's like help me. Why, at the age of 40, have you decided to annoy educators, parents, and children by forcing your way into a kid's spelling bee? Can I give you a little journalistic advice? I know you're not suggesting that I let you fuck me again. First of all, you're welcome. 
Oh, look who's here. I was wondering if you wanted to study together. Let's go for it. All right, so you don't have any friends, I bet you crush ass, though. You make up for it with the women? Nope. When I do get one, it's going to be a girl with nipples. They all have nipples, pal. No, they don't. They do. Hit it. I'm not that good at thinking things through. We are doing all we can. And that's why this plan was so shitty. Losers lose, Mr. Trilby. Well, you don't know me, and you don't know why I'm here. Oh, shit! You're an asshole. That's a child. Yes. So why don't you take your potty mouth, go locate your preteen cocksucker son, and stuff him back up that old blown-out sweat sock of a vagina and scoot off to whatever shit-kicking town you came from. Get ice cream now? Fuck ice cream. How much to touch him? Let's go ask her. Marzipan! That's my take of James. Um, I, know. I know. I figured it out. I mean, the, the trailer, the, yeah. the premise of the movie is that. It's just Jason yeah. Bateman is a guy who never got past eighth grade, um, and he enters a spelling bee, and for his own reasons, and which is really interesting, is that he never reveals why he's doing it, and he has some, you learn early on that he has some ulterior motives in doing so. Um, and he's, he's not a nice guy. Um, it's kind of fun to see Jason Bateman play these kind of guys. Cause usually he plays the, the average guy who's kind of, you know, down on his luck and he's just the funny everyday guy. Yeah. He's often like a sort of a goofy straight man sort of. Exactly. Um, but to see him just have <laughs> curse all the time and yeah. just be a horrible person was kind of a fun change. Uh, he befriends, uh, this little Indian kid, um, well, I guess the Indian kid befriends him. He, yeah. He's very reluctantly doesn't want to be his friend. Um, and it's just his going through the spelling bee finals and pissing people pissing off. Pissing people off. And um, it, it's an interesting movie. Um, I had lots of fun watching it. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, it's one of those where uh, there's. I think I was always entertained. I was always enjoying myself while watching it. I was never bored. But by the time it's over, I was like, okay. You know, it, it just seems uh, forgettable is harsh, um, but it, it, it doesn't pack a, a real punch because I was never I wasn't like laughing my ass off. I wasn't like in tears or anything like that with like just how how funny it was. Um, it was just totally it was it was a a perfectly decent, even good execution of that tra- of the trailer. You yeah, know. it's you know it, there was never moments where you're like laughing out super hard, but they had a lot of chuckles in it. Yeah, oh yeah. Especially there's kind of and a lot I like of the throw, throwaway and... lines where yeah you didn't expect it to continue on. Um, and it's sort of um, it's not dry humor sometimes, but it's like uh, it's sort of quiet. Like the you know there's a lot of build up to things like the like the ketchup on the girl's chair mm-hmm. that is a funny s- scene and a funny idea and really out there and horrible and you know and the whole and, like, time awkward you're, to you're watch a piece of shit dude yeah like it's just hard to watch this guy do this to this young woman um and there's a lot of build up to it and you don't always know you know they hinted it earlier when he steals the packets and stuff like that mm-hmm. um there's things like that where like maybe it's even just it's so awkward sometimes that you know yeah. like the like him having sex with the with the newspaper <laughs> woman that scene goes on forever um and it's funny but it's not like crack up funny you know um yeah and the, it, he the little boy in it with him is really cute here's a cool oh, little yeah. here's a cute little scene with those two interacting and you don't have any friends sound like a real loser 
I bet you crush ass though, right? You make up for it with the women? No. No girlfriend for you? You can't find one little chicken tikka to get your shrimp tandoori all up in? Nope. But when I do get one, it's going to be a girl with nipples. Is that right? Well, lucky for you, they all have nipples, pal. Every girl does not have nipples, no. They do. No, they don't. Buddy, I promise you, they do. They don't. All right. I don't know how I missed that. You look at the shirts. On some, you can see the little nipples poking through the shirts. And others, nothing. Oh, I see. I got it. Buddy, you're in bad shape. Yeah, he's he's probably the most fun part of that movie. Yeah. And what, what's uh, spoilers, we're in the spoiler part. What's yeah. cool about it is you find out that he's doing the same thing that Jason Bateman's character is doing to everybody else. Yeah. But he's trying to do it to Jason Bateman's character to break down his uh, defenses. Yeah. Which, actually, Jason Bateman's character never really does. Um, yeah. He, he, he kind of tries to be his friend, but, I mean, at the end, he's really not. Well, at the end, he is, but... Yeah. Um, but you still kind of knew it was going to go that way. Yeah. Um, I didn't know at the end though that I knew I had a feeling that Jason Bateman might purposely misspell a word in it. Yeah. Um, but then the, the little boy yeah. did it as well. It's really cute. That the whole end, like the fact that it's a spelling movie that ends with the like two people purposely spelling the words wrong. Like, yeah, that I really enjoyed that. Um, yeah, Brad, what did you enjoy about the movie? Good it, job, Brad. It, um, it, it was funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, I I just enjoyed the banter and the stuff like them trying to misspell stuff at the end. Like that was clever. The only thing I wasn't totally sold on is like his motivation was to get back at his dad. Yeah. Throughout this really elaborate and petulant act, but um, so that was kind of like okay, I'll accept that. But it wasn't like that compelling to me. Yeah, yeah. It it feels like. If they had revealed that early on, it would have hurt the movie, because and it because it's just sort of a weak. What's the lady with the lady who was in charge of it again? Uh, Allison Janney. Yeah, uh, her character is. Yeah, yeah. She seems like she's kind of wasted in it, that. Yeah, role. it's a, it's a waste of Allison Janney because Allison Janney is amazing. Yeah, um, and that's and maybe she, my biggest like issue with two it. chances to get him and like yeah. kind of weak. Yeah. Exactly. Like I, I I knew she would try to mix like mix up the mm-hmm. the, the word yeah generator or whatever it is and what was the first one? Oh, she just tried to give him a really long word and like those were like obvious yeah ways to defeat him i thought that she'd go throughout the whole movie trying to stop him and then she gets taken out like halfway through yeah yeah there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of things she can do to ruin him but i, th- I they could have thought there's something. something i was thinking halfway through like um like they could find their own technicality i can't remember what i was thinking but i, I had an idea um I don't know mm-hmm. what it was, and I guess too. I, I know he, you know, he did it for the little boy and stuff. It was a little unsatisfying that he didn't, you know, get his dad and stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. It seemed like it just kind of ended. Yeah, I don't know that I buy his sort of transformation mm-hmm. at the end. Um, it's just not doesn't sell it as well as as some movies of the of its ilk do. Um, it was just like, oh, okay, this is the end of the movie now. Yeah, you know, which is. It, <laughs> It's not bad, like. It's well, yeah, just, but it's just, it just doesn't pack the where, punch that you um, wanted to. You know, he was so hurt by his father, but then all of a sudden he's gonna, eh, whatever. Yeah, he worked so hard to get there, but it's still funny. Or like he holds hands with the with the 
journalist lady mm-hmm. at the or, end. And I, was I like, mean, I yeah. guess you could say that it was a way that he could let his guard down finally that yeah, he did all that stuff. Um, I guess so. Um, but a lot of funny parts. Yeah. You know. I still had fun watching it. Yeah. Oh, totally. 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 Um, yeah. And, you know, Jason Bateman proved he can direct movies. Yeah. It's um, not bad. I think um, he's directed TV shows before. I think. Don't quote me on that. Yeah. If there's anything wrong with it, I think it's an editing thing, not like a film. Yeah, I mean, it's sh- I have this, 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 uh, the brownish colors were a little weird. Like the, part of the climax where he was out of focus in his yeah. own movie. Yeah, it really? was really weird, yeah. I Him and that. the little boy, like when they were spelling, mm-hmm. were, it was out of focus. And like they messed up the shot and they said, eh, it's blown up or again. something, yeah. <laughs> huh. That's weird. We had fun. Of course, we were also like sort of at the bottom of the screen, so it's a little bit difficult to see sometimes. But yeah, I think it's a fun movie. Yep, worth renting for sure. For sure. Next week is a movie I'm really looking forward to. We get to see Captain America: Winter Soldier. Um, I'm excited. And I heard there's two endings to this one too. Um, I'm uh, I've been catching up on because I've had all that family in town. I've I'm behind on a lot of my shows, uh, so I've been catching up on. Uh, Agents of Shield, it's it's fun. Yeah, that's a it's a fun show, and they got some some things that they're hinting at here. I'm really excited to see. And it, you uh, know what makes me excited for Cap is uh, people are describing it as an espionage thriller, mm-hmm. which sounds really cool. Yeah, and I was also reading that Robert Redford's actually in the whole movie, so it's not just like two it, scenes. Yes, yeah, so it's not just two scenes, so it's <sighs> kind of cool to see. I, I love that superhero movies have been legitimized now you yeah. know it's now big actors want to be in them and not be cartoony yeah you know it's the spider-mans and the dark knights and stuff have really helped with that so yeah. well, especially for this one because robert redford probably read it and was like what is like a there's all this thinking that america's doing stuff and watching <laughs> people it's like this is like lions for lambs right here oh me i could do this movie yeah so i'm excited that's the first like really big movie of the year yeah besides divergent so and Veronica Mars. And Veronica Mars. <laughs> um, yeah. Cool. So Captain America next week. Yeah, no flip-flopping on this one. No, I'm just <laughs> In fact, as soon as... I don't know when tickets will go on sale at Alamo. It's, they're weird. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they are. But yeah, we should get them early. And we'll have some guests. Have some guests. Yeah. Um, be good times. Cool. Until next week, go America. Bye. Steve Rogers. Visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can tweet us at real underscore nerds. You can email us even, realnerds at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Hey, stream us on Stitcher. You want to call us? 720-6nerds5. And download us on iTunes. Just search Real Nerds. Thank you, Joe Kempter, for the wonderful voiceover. And also, Spark Mandrill, for the wonderful late-night jazz-smooth sounds of movies. You can find them on SoundCloud. This has been a Nebulous Visions production.